welcome to Christian Financial Perspectives, where you're invited to gain insight, wisdom, and knowledge about how Christians integrate their faith, life, and finances with a biblical worldview. Here's your Christian Financial Advisors host, Bob Barber, and his co-host, Sean Peters. Welcome to another episode of Christian Financial Perspectives. Uh, We're so glad you're joining us today. We're going to be covering part one of a three-part series on diversifying your investments. And if you like this kind of content on how to diversify your investments, how to invest from a biblical perspective, or just other topics on how Christians can integrate faith with their finance, then be sure to subscribe to our channel. Click that link below. As well as if you like this particular video, be sure to give us a thumbs up and smash that like button. So Bob, why don't you get us started on uh, part one today? So we're going to start on part one, like we said, of a three-part series. It's going to be a lot, and it's called Diversification 101. Um, All right. The three-part series today, we're going to talk about understanding the different equity and fixed income style charts, okay? All right, And okay. then um, next week, we're going to be talking about understanding the 12 sectors and industries of diversification. Then the last part, part three, is going to be about uh, setting up asset allocation models using all of this information. All right. So this is a good series for the DIY, the do-it-yourself investor. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, it also lets our audience know what we go through yeah. to build our portfolios that are biblically responsible. Because after you go through all of this, then you have to overlay the biblically responsible right. part on it, which looks for the positive and takes and takes away the negative. That's right. So, so effectively, after going through all three parts of this series, if you're investing on your own, this mm-hmm. will be a, a really good introduction to everything that goes into the diversification. And if you're a client of ours or if you're someone who after watching some of our videos, you like what we're doing. Yeah, that's <laughs> and right. And you maybe want to become a client. And either way, it just kind of gives you a little bit of, a, I guess, kind of peeking under the hood. You know, what, what are some of the things that we have to go through? And then, like you said, and then on top of that, we also do the, the faith-based part of it, where as a biblically responsible investing firm, we have to look for those positive and negative screens after we've already done all this other stuff. And something so. exciting, right? We're going to be introducing yeah. something very exciting. That's with, right. As that's we right. Talk about this series, and we're calling that. Well, uh, let me go over that. Okay, so before okay. we get into part one, before I get into um, that, all right. we're excited to offer uh, a new service, and it's going to allow investors of any size to utilize our biblically responsible investing portfolios, and we're going to be calling it Tier Genesis. And this new service is going to allow our team to offer an all-digital process for opening new accounts and intelligent portfolio rebalancing. All of the accounts will be actively managed throughout the year using biblically responsible investing, just as we've, as we've always mm-hmm. done. Right. But this allows us to waive our previous minimum of $100,000 per household, as well as to you know serve people who are more of a don't call me, I'll call you, you know, the DIY right. investors right. Uh, of any size, you know, I mean, yeah. you might be a larger client and just right. prefer a system that's a little more digital and look, if I need you, I'll call you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, and I'm very excited about that. If you'd like to learn more about it or you're ready to get started, uh, just visit tiergenesis.com. 
All right. And I want to ask um, Garrett if you'll put that up on when we say that, to put that tier Genesis up there. So and we'll have we'll it in the description, that, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we'll make sure it's in the description. Okay. So today, in the first part, we're going to talk about the equity style chart and understanding that chart and how that's used in diversification. And then the fixed income style chart. Now, Garrett's put up here for us he's, he's a, a diagram of what we use for the equity style chart. It looks like a tic-tac before you go a little further, okay. all right. Just just in case, I don't. Okay. We may have a, a wide range of viewers That's and true. listeners, like but what is equity? But for yeah, okay. for for those of you who aren't aware, okay, equity would also be another name for say stocks, mm -hmm. and then for your fixed income, that typically would be referred to as bonds. So just kind of depending on where you're coming from, uh, just want to make sure we cover that real quick. Okay, so as you're looking at this equity style box, which is what we're going to cover first, you notice that there's nine different blocks like you say it's like it's very much like a tic-tac-toe board yeah kind of reminds me of that thing too in, in school where you do the real basics of what eye color is someone going to have and like how how you uh, show the different genes you know with you i know, don't for remember the that sean it's the thing about um okay. uh the dominant versus recessive genes Oh, okay so right. it, it looks very much like that for anybody okay. any science nerds on on here <laughs> so you notice across the top where it says uh, value blend and growth and that has to do with the style of the stock you're wanting to go and and how it the a price to earning ratio is it is it trading at a great value or is it a growth stock the PE ratio price to earning ratio is going to be higher mm -hmm. so it's a higher risk but also could be a lot more growth so we we're going to get into that into that deeply but right now we're just talking about value blend and growth and then you have where there's a large small or mid-sized company. Sean, when I first got into business, the large was three billion and up. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. now it's 10 billion and up. A mid-sized company is gonna be between two and 10, and a small is between 300 million and two billion. So what when you're building a equity portfolio, mm -hmm. a stock portfolio, you want to diversify in all of these different blocks. Yeah. Okay? So for an example, Bob, for the value versus growth, be a little harder to find one that's right there in the middle for the blend off the top of my head. But, you know, for a value, you might look at something like, uh, and again, this is not an endorsement of anybody, it's just big names people might recognize that are listening. Mm -hmm. But you might have a company like uh, Exxon, you know, that might be considered more of a value, just be it's right. It's definitely large cap. And yeah. It, yeah. And it could and, be. And on the but growth. But it depends on where it's trading. It though. depends. Right. Because, right. It, because I just mean in general, you know, okay. that it's it's a large company. And, well, it, and it definitely was a value a year and a half ago. That's right. That's right. And But today, the way it's, yeah. it's way up there, it'd be con it, it pop over into that growth. So yeah. it can go back and forth. Okay? Well, the, yeah. So again, I know it depends. I'm just trying to, to kind of paint a picture mm -hmm. here. So you got the, the really large company that maybe there's not a whole lot of growth, but but they're paying consistent dividends. Yes. And, yep. You know, that's if they're in that value That would space. be considered large cap value. And then on the growth side, uh, for the most part, Tesla has been very much, you know, yes. like a, a growth yes. because that's right. their PE is really high. Mm -hmm. And so just as an example, people might recognize the names. So that's a, no, it's good. And this is no endorsement yes, to go by again, those stocks. Not an endorsement. Okay? It's just I figure, hey, let's throw some household names out there people might recognize. Us too, we have to deal with compliance. So yeah. we want to make sure that we're compliant <laughs> not with everything. A recommendation. <laughs> yeah. So so again, the large cap stocks are those with a ten billion dollar. That's with a B. That's right. The mid cap is two to ten and the small cap is 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 uh, three hundred million. And growth stocks are categorized by their above 
average increase in revenue and earnings. So they're growing. They're in that yeah. growth stage. A lot of your tech stocks, market. right, would, would be considered growth. Yeah, that, Usually that is true. stuff coming out of Silicon true. Valley is like, yeah. oh, it's very much growth. <laughs> yeah. And and the, the P.E. ratio on these or price to earning ratio can can be 50 60, 70, and above. Yeah. So it's a multiple. And if you if you go to any of the financial websites, you can pull it up and you can look at the PE ratio, mm-hmm. price to earning ratio. Where on the value side of it, you're you're going to get that PE ratio of like twenty and under, fifteen and under. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's trading at a value. It'd be like real estate's going to become a good value next year. Yeah. Definitely. Well, yeah. as we're making it, as we're making it, this is going to be coming out in 2023. And we're just, I think real estate is really going to become a good buy if, you, if you're patient. That's right. Wait, so wait. so to compare some of those numbers, your market average for the PE, the price to earnings ratio, is typically around like 20 to 25. So that's why the value at say 15, 10 to 15, it's right. going to be below the market average and your growth is well above that average. Now, just to get back to that equity style chart, um, I remember when the Timothy plan started off, it's a you know Christian-based mutual fund. Mm-hmm. All they had was a small cap value fund. Yep. That was it. That was it. And, and, and then they had a, a bond fund. Well, now they've got all these different sectors, and actually yeah. their, their largest funds are their large cap value. Yeah. Okay. It's so, actually, as kind of a side note on the on the biblically responsible side of things, it's it's really encouraging to see that there are more and more options, you know, to to invest with your values as a Christian. Oh, as yeah. opposed to like when you first started, it was it, a lot harder. It was harder. very limited. Yeah. Very, very so, limited. Now, the blend part, as you see, that that's going to be something like, just think of the S&P 500, an S&P 500 index fund. Yeah. That's going to hang out right in the middle because it's going to have your growth. Yep. The Fortune 500. So yeah. it's going to have your growth in there, and it's going to have your value. That's okay? right. So there's your blends, mm-hmm. and you can have a blended investment right down the middle yeah. of that chart. Then we get to the fixed income style chart. That's right. And you can see here how this is broken down is by short-term bonds. So this is across the top. Oh, yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Short-term bonds, one to five years. Even some that can be three months, okay? Mm-hmm. Intermediate-term bonds and long-term bonds. Now, the longer the term of the bond, the better or worse it can do depending on what interest rates are doing. That's right, depending on which way the interest rates are going. So long-term bonds have gotten hit very hard this year. I mean, the year 2022, and, yeah. and because interest rates have continued to go up. Right. And, and if you're not aware, for those watching and listening, is that when your interest rate goes up, the price of the bonds go down and vice versa, which is why those longer-term bonds can be affected more. Because when you have an interest rate environment that's increasing, which the Fed has definitely been doing a lot of, <laughs> right? so it's going to obviously make the price, the average price of those longer-term bonds go down more. If you don't hold them to maturity. Right. Okay. Right. So the, that's how the price fluctuates. So think about this. This last year in 2022, interest rates have gone up oh, more, more than 2%. Mm-hmm. You have a 15-year bond. It's called bond duration. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it, you take 15, multiply that times 2. That's how much those bonds have gone down in value. 30%. Mm. Now, if you have a one-year bond and interest rates go up by two, it only goes down 2%. Mm. 
Right. Technically, I mean that's what the, yeah. the mathematical formula. Yeah. Just real simple. Formula real simple mathematical formula. That, that's right. Work that way. So that so you have your short, your intermediate, and your long term, and then you have your high quality, your low quality. We call that high yield, or mm-hmm. we don't call it junk bonds, but it kind of is. But we use the term high yield instead. Yeah. And then well, you, high yield sounds better than junk bonds, right? Yeah, it does. Yeah. It does. <laughs> So your high quality, that's going to be your AAA rated, AA rated type bonds. Your very mm-hmm. well-known companies that yeah. are issuing debt. Yeah. Um, or like U.S. you know, U.S. treasuries, things like that, right? Because there's all yeah. kinds of different bonds. There's corporate bonds. Right, that's right. Yeah. There's municipal bonds. There's government bonds. There's school bonds. You know, right. we're in an area where it's growing so fast that there's been a lot of school bonds issued. And it's backed up by the strength mm-hmm. of our county and our city and the taxing strength. That's right. So yeah. those could be very high rated, good quality. That's right. Depending yeah. on where they are. So there's bond funds and there's individual bonds. And right. bond funds are going to fluctuate and you don't have a lot you can't do a lot about it. But if you buy the individual bonds and it fluctuates, you don't worry about it. You can just hold it to it much. Exactly. Yeah. And that's okay. one thing to think about, especially, you know, if you're listening to this to uh to do it yourself mm-hmm. is that if you buy a bond fund, it's a lot more susceptible to that price fluctuation. That's correct because there isn't really a set maturity date. Because you know you're you're buying a fund that buys bonds, whereas if you do purchase those those fixed income positions, those bonds directly, that kind of gives you it gives you a little bit more of an advantage because. The price price will still fluctuate, but if it's a mm-hmm. five year bond and you just make sure to hold it till maturity, it doesn't really matter as much that the price fluctuated in between. Now you'll be rewarded, or or you get rewarded for going lower quality. They normally pay a higher interest rate, yeah. but there's also a greater risk of default. That's right. Then your mid's going to fall right in there, and your and then your high quality bonds they're going to have your lowest interest rates, but they're also going to have a very low risk. Yeah default because they're like you say they're highly highly rated so that gets us to for today on part one is you've got your equity style chart your fixed income Mm -hmm. style chart now this is just the beginning right of this because then you've got to look at uh your regions in your countries you got to look at the developed countries versus the emerging countries the developed countries are like uh japan United Kingdom, Canada, Switzerland, France, Australia, yeah. Germany, South Korea, Netherlands, and Sweden. We got yeah. it right here. <laughs> and then the emerging markets, even though they're big, like China's huge, that's considered an emerging market mm-hmm. because it's still emerging. India, Taiwan, Brazil, South Africa, Thailand, Mexico, Indonesia, Malaysia, and and Turkey. So you got, you got yeah. all these both charts, well, and then you have all these. And then on top of that, Bob, like yeah. we, we kind of you alluded to earlier, is yeah. like say on the fixed income side you not only have the short, intermediate, and long term, like for mm-hmm. your duration, and then you have your high, medium, and low quality, but then you also have, well, is it government, like federal? Right. Is it, uh, you know, or other countries? But do you have federal? Is it munis- considered municipal? Is it a corporate bond? Is it a school bond? Like, I mean, there's there's all those other kind of subcategories to this, but this is just, uh, I guess you'd say, at more of a more of a high level. We're starting with so. basic, and we're going to go deeper. That's okay? right. Yeah. Because next week we're going to have part two of understanding the twelve sectors, mm-hmm. and all of these sectors 
go within one of these categories. That's right. Yeah. Okay. And we're going to cover all the sectors like health. I'm not going to list all 12, but here's a few. Healthcare, communications, technology, consumer staples, energy, real estate. That's right. Yeah. Plus many others. And we're going to not only get into those sectors, but we're going to go be under each sector or subsectors. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Like healthcare, there's going to be the hospitals, but then there might be biotechnology where, yeah. you know, technology, there's all the different types of technology mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. come under that. Real estate, it can be industrial real estate, it can be commercial, uh, it could be residential. So there's yeah. all the different types of real estate. And then estate. once we've gone through all of that, then yeah. our part three, part three will be covering the building asset allocation models. And how so. all you take all this information and put it together. So yeah. we're going to teach the DIY if they want to go this deep. Yeah. Okay. And if you don't want to, like we said at the beginning, we're coming out with our tier genesis for the DIY investor that can just go online and open up an account. Mm -hmm. And all this research and active management is done for you, Mm -hmm. knowing, you know, we're overweighting or underweighting constantly and looking at where the market's going. We trade throughout the year. Yeah, we're not we're not day trading. No, but but we trade many times throughout the year. We don't just buy and hold and sell. Exactly. That's Right. right. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. God bless, and I hope to see you in part two. We invite you to listen to all of our past episodes covering many financial topics from a Christian perspective. To make sure you don't miss any of Bob's upcoming episodes, you can subscribe to Christian Financial Perspectives on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or Amazon Music. To learn more about integrating your faith with your finances, visit ChristianFinancialAdvisors.com or call 830-609-6986. Investment advisory services offered through Christian Investment Advisors, Inc., DBA Christian Financial Advisors, also known as Christian Financial Advisors Management Group, a registered investment advisor. Comments from today's show are for informational purposes only and not to be considered investment advice or recommendations to buy or sell any company that may have been mentioned or discussed. The opinions expressed are solely those of the host, Bob Barber, and his guests. Bob does not provide tax advice and encourages you to seek guidance from a tax professional. While Christian Investment Advisors believes the information to be accurate and reliable, we do not claim or have responsibility for its completeness, accuracy, or reliability.